in Matthew chapter 9. Uh, of course, this is talking about Jesus here. And uh, in fact, Jesus is speaking here. In Matthew chapter 9, verse 20, uh, 25 here. Um, well, it's not, uh, am I Matthew 29? Where, is, where am I at there? Um, that's not the right place there. Where am I supposed to be? Well, I had it over here. Um, oh, 35, yeah. Uh, but still, where am I at? This is not right. Um, that says Matthew 9, 25 over there. This is Matthew 9. We'll find it here. Well, we'll just read it. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, I thought Jesus said these words, but it's just talking about, talking about Jesus and his words. So I'm looking for red letters. They weren't red, so. Uh, this is Matthew 9, 35. And it says, And Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and preaching. And, um, you know, teaching, and of course, we could talk a lot about teaching and preaching. Um, primarily, the church needs teaching, and the lost needs preaching. Amen? And I'm really, I think in the church, we've got that backwards a lot where we end up preaching to the church. Well, aren't you already saved? If you already say, you know, preaching is helpful on occasion because it encourages us, right? You know, it exhorts us to, to press into the things of the God. And that's all that's great, you know, and it's helpful sometimes to be preached to. Uh, but if all you ever done is preached to, you know, uh, you need to be taught so you know how to do the word. Amen. That's the purpose of teaching is teaching how to do the word in your life to be victorious. Uh, and so if all you're ever done is preached to, you're, okay, yeah, I really want to do the word. Well, how do I do the word? And so all you, do, all you left is with a question about uh, what am I supposed to do? So teaching is primarily for the church. Preaching is primarily for the, for the lost because it says he preached the gospel. Amen. So you preach the gospel. Well, aren't, aren't we saved? If we're in the church, aren't we saved? For the most part, you know, I mean, we bring visitors and hopefully they'll get saved if they're not saved. Uh, but preaching is preaching of the gospel, the good news. Amen. And healing every sickness uh, uh, and every disease among the people. So that's what Jesus did. Uh, but then it says in verse 36, but when he saw the multitudes, it says he was moved with compassion on them. Uh, because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. And a lot of times, of course, we, we focus on really the last part of that, that Jesus said that the people were scattered, they fainted, uh, were scattered abroad as sheep having no what? Shepherd. So what should sheep have in their life? A shepherd. Well, what's another word for shepherd in the New Testament? Pastor, right? So it's the same Greek word, pastor, there in the Ephesians 4.11, is pastor there, a shepherd here, um, and so uh, did he say that sheep were scattered abroad uh, as having no apostle? Does it say that they were scattered abroad because they didn't have a prophet? Uh, what about a teacher or an evangelist? You know, there's five, five ministry gifts mentioned in Ephesians 4.11, right? The apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher. Uh, what is the only uh, gift here the, as far as the ministry gifts that Jesus says that the sheep need? pastor well of course they don't that's not the only thing they need they need the other ones but what's the one that's going to cause them the most harm if they don't have it the pastor right uh the shepherd uh and yet there's wars fought in the church well i don't need a pastor i can get everything i need on the internet right i can just watch you know tv well there this tv guy's my pastor he's your, he's your pastor right how many times he's been to the hospital to pray for you how many people has he married you know in your family how many funerals has he come and done for your for you or your your uh, kinfolk Amen. Uh, how many times have you called them up and talked to them? Hey, I've got this problem in my life. Uh, you know, you ever try to call folks like that? <laughs> I mean, it's like it's like trying to call um, your doctor, right? Uh, 
I know one time uh, we had a we had a, a physical done, and I thought, well, I, I had a question about the physical, and so I called up the office and said, hey, can I talk to the doctor? And they're like, no. And then Chris like, you don't can't talk to the doctor. Why can't I? I'm paying him? Why can't I talk? You should be able to call him and ask him a question, right? And uh, and I I mean I just because uh, me in the whole medical industry I'm not a big fan because it's just the labyrinths and I mean it's just like the IRS you're dealing with the IRS like I can't just talk to the doctor you can't just call him and I mean I can call my mechanic and talk to him right hey what happened to the car right uh, but I can't talk to the doctor no you can't talk it's like, okay whatever you know uh, well have you called the TV evangelist you know uh, you know they'll call and they'll take your prayer request you know that's great and I'm opposed to that you know they they held their position it's fine right but the only one that Jesus said that if you don't have in your life that it will it, it will um, well, it doesn't, it's not the only cause of it, but uh, people are scattered uh, and they'll faint in their spiritual life if they don't have shepherds. And, and I have observed that people who just don't have shepherds in their life, uh, and especially those who really think that the, uh, almost have an attitude they don't need a shepherd in their life. They get everything from the Internet. They get everything. They can read it on their own. You know, the, uh, in fact, uh, John Wesley says that uh, uh, he was quoting from somebody else that that uh, the church uh, the Lord knows nothing of, of, of uh, independent Christianity. Amen. We all need each other. We need fellowship. Amen. We need a pastor in our life. We need the church. We need uh, people around us of like precious faith. Amen. Uh, we shouldn't have, we shouldn't be independent Christians. Amen. I've never, uh, as long as I've been a Christian, I've not been an independent Christian. I, I love the church. I love the people in a church. I love having a pastor. Uh, I was with my pastor for 20 years. Amen. Uh, and that's, you know, somewhat unheard of when was the last person you talked to been to the same church for 20 years amen and, and we only uh, left the church in fact uh, he passed away uh, and we didn't we still didn't leave the church after he passed away we we left eventually after the lord said it was time to go but um and so uh look i'm not whatever happened yesterday i don't care right uh, well i've not done that well i'm not fussing at you for not doing it yesterday what are we going to do today amen that's all that matters the, the the thing on this particular verse though that uh for me this week that the Lord was really just kind of uh, impressing on my heart was a part about that when he saw the multitude, he, the multitudes, he was moved with compassion. And I was just thinking about this this week. I was listening to, to somebody give a testimony about um, how when they were 13 years old, they were, uh, they were sexually abused. And it was a, it was a guy, it was a, a male. Uh, and um, just my heart was, was just broke for him. That he had to suffer that, that he had to suffer that that uh, tragedy of that event occur in his life, amen. Uh, and um, uh, you know that, that's the that's the the heart that the Lord wants us to have for each other, amen. You know, one of the hardest things for me to ever hear is when an innocent person uh, is harmed. Um, and you know, if 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 you go out and become an alcoholic or drug addict, and you're you're a gambler, or you're you know you're a thief or you're a criminal, whatever. You know, I mean, it's like, well, you ought not do that, you know, and, and, and it's not that I don't care about that. Uh, it's, you know, they're making their own choices and their bad choices, but, but the ones that really bother me the most is, is just when people are just harmed that are innocent, that, that they haven't done anything. Uh, and, of course, you know, I've seen that in the church where people in the church are harmed that are innocent, you know, by other church members oftentimes, sometimes by the pastor. Amen. And, and uh, anybody ever met a perfect pastor other than me? You know, there, there are no perfect pastors, right? Uh, and yet people get really upset if a pastor makes a mistake. Uh, and yet, uh, have, are there any perfect sheep? No perfect sheep either, right? So we're all kind of a mess trying to get along the best we can, amen? 
if we would have compassion for each other, you know, it would really go a long way. But, um, but uh, you know, when, when I think about that, I was just thinking about that situation. And, you know, if that compassion rose up in my heart for this person that was telling the story, how much more compassion does the Lord have for us? Amen. I'm, I'm a limited human being, and yet my heart would just, you know, I was in tears listening to the story, telling a, this man telling a story about how he was abused. Uh, and, and um, you know, he's come a long way, and I, but I know in my heart that he still, you know, he really has got further to go to get out of that. Uh, I, believe, I believe it with all my heart that anybody can overcome anything uh, by the power of God. Amen. Your past, uh, you've heard some of my stories, and, uh, and, and you've not even heard all my stories. There's, there's stories I still haven't told. Uh, and, and so, but it doesn't define me because I found that path of faith that the Lord, you know, he will heal the brokenhearted. Amen. Uh, and uh, and uh, in fact, I was talking to uh, another minister a few weeks ago, just some of the things that he's gone through. And, and, and again, he, he was telling me how he was perfectly fine. And yet I just knew in my heart, he's not fine. He hasn't really dealt with the situation. Amen. He's just kind of existing. Uh, and, you know, my, the compassion in my heart just went out to him. Amen. Because the situation, he was uh, mostly innocent in that situation. I say mostly because I don't know all the circumstance, but um, and yet these terrible things happened to him, uh, and he was really struggling. Amen. Uh, and and so you know the compassion of the Lord lives in all of us. Amen. We should be able to see each other with the compassion of the Lord, and not be so critical and not so judgmental and not so you know harsh against each other. Um, Jesus, he said, he saw the multitudes and he was moved, moved with compassion. You know, compassion will cause you to move. Amen. Uh, to assist other people, to benefit other people. Uh, and, and so uh, that's the, one of the great advantages and blessings of the church, amen? You have God on the inside of you. You have the capacity to move uh, with compassion on behalf of somebody else, amen? Uh, and so, and I don't, I, don't, I don't like it when people, especially uh, innocent people, are harmed. Uh, they're bullies. I don't, I don't like bullies, right? Uh, and um, I've stood up to every bully and on a few occasions, I've succeeded against standing up on him. You know, uh, I wasn't always successful, but I never backed down. Amen. Uh, and and uh, that's just something the Lord put in me. I just I don't like it. Uh, and, you know, in the church as a pastor, you know, I have seen people bully other people uh, in the church. I was bullied in the church. You know, now I never did yield to any of those. Uh, but um, uh, I would encourage you, don't ever bully anybody in this church. Amen. Don't ever come up and tell me, you know, start gossiping about somebody else in this church or tell me how someone in this church isn't doing right. Uh, it just, uh, you know, I mean, sometimes it's, it, if your heart's right, I can understand that. But the only experience I've ever had is when somebody comes up, wants to gossip about somebody else or trying to bully somebody else in a church to do what they think. Well, that's not going to fly in, in this church, amen? I just, uh, because it just, uh, it's not compassion, Amen. You're not looking at, the, at somebody else and trying to find a way to be kind towards them. Amen? Uh, and so Jesus looked at, looked at the multitude, and he was moved because he saw that the, they fainted. Amen? Were scattered abroad. Uh, and so let's let the compassion of the Lord rise up in us. Amen? Uh, and be kind to each other. And uh, especially in circumstances where uh, people are innocent, that compassion can rise up and help people. Amen? Uh, you know, I, I know I could help anybody. Because I know the word of God. Amen. Uh, and so let's stand and greet each other for just a minute. And we'll get into praise and worship. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Yes, Father. 
Thank you, Lord. Thank you that even with the assistance of a million angels, we would not find the words sufficient to declare your glory. And but thank you, Father, for the wonderful things you've done for us. Father, you're greater than we'll ever know in our life. Father, you're still the God who, who blesses and increases, Father, who watches over his people, who delivers us and protects us. Father, we're so thankful. Father, we're so thankful for your word that reveals who you are in our life. Father, if you said in your word that goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, Father, then that's exactly what I believe. That every step I take, Father, behind me is goodness and mercy. Father, we thank you. Father, as inadequate as we are with our voices to declare your goodness and to thank you, Father, sufficiently, you still desire us to do our very best. And so, Father, with grateful hearts, we thank you. We worship you, Father. We declare that you are a great and mighty king. We thank you, Father, for your shed blood. Father, thank you for taking our place on the cross. Father, all of us should have been on the cross. All of us were worthy to be on the cross. You were the only one, Father, not worthy to be on the cross, and yet you were the very one who chose to do it. Father, we thank you for your precious blood that washes us clean from sin. We stand before you, Father, free from sin in our past, because you're such a great and mighty God, you are able, Father, with your precious blood to wash us and to cause us to become your people. We are your people, Father. We are your children. And Father, we have been adopted into your kingdom because of the great and mighty work of the Lord Jesus. 
thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. We're so thankful that our eternal destiny is set in heaven. Thank you, Father. Father, we do thank you for these things. We give you praise and honor for them, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Why, the Lord is good and kind. Amen. Amen. We appreciate his goodness and kindness. Praise God. Well, let's open up our Bibles to the book of Matthew, chapter 6. We'll continue there today. We have been teaching on the, um, uh, the overall teaching has been on the Sermon on the Mountain, and of course that's really Matthew 5, 6, and 7, and we're here in chapter 6, so we're making our way through it, amen? amen. We, we got any deadlines we got to meet, so we don't have to get done any time in particular, amen? <clears throat> uh, we usually reserve Wednesday nights for uh, long verse-by-verse discussions, but it just felt uh, in my heart like it was a good thing to go through the Sermon on the Mount. Uh, uh, if Jesus spent this much time talking about this, it seems like it'd be important for us to read about it, amen? Uh, and so this is the longest dissertation that we have recorded here uh, in the Word of God and um, from the Lord Jesus specifically. And so he covers a lot of topics, amen? Uh, and uh, and if, we, if you remember early on, we, we talked about how this is in the Gospels. And so Jesus is, uh, on occasion, he'll give hints to the people that he's talking to about some things that are coming that they can't yet do, right? And so earlier he talked about walking in love. Well, they don't really have the capacity of not being born again to walk in love like you and I do, amen? We were born again. The Bible says that the love of God has been shed abroad in our hearts. Well, it wasn't shed abroad in their hearts yet. They're still uh, un- unrenewed uh, people. Uh, and uh, at some point, though, after the Lord Jesus goes to the cross, then they can become Christians. And so uh, you have to, as you're reading the, these, uh, these words, understand, you know, what is the context of he's saying? Is this something that still applies to us today? Is this thing that going to be changing in the future? Uh, and so it's helpful to understand, uh, you know, the time frame that he's speaking these at so that we, as we read this, because a lot of times people will build doctrine over things they read in the Gospels. And you've got to be careful about building solid doctrine on things only found in the Gospels, because sometimes those things are meant in a transition stage and not meant for us today. And so we, we were reading here, for example, in um, uh, Matthew 6, 9, where Jesus says, uh, talking about the Lord's Prayer, and he says, After this manner, therefore, pray, pray ye, our Father which art in heaven. And of course, uh, we talked last week about how, uh, in fact, uh, just hold your place there, which would be okay just to repeat it one more time, over in John chapter 16. <clears throat> so he said, uh, Jesus said, Our Father which art in heaven. This is how you start your prayer, Our Father which art in heaven. So we do know that uh, who do we pray to? We pray to the Father, right? So we don't pray to the Holy Spirit. We don't pray to Mother Mary. We don't pray to Sister Doodad. We, we pray to the Father, amen? 
And, you know, in the Greek, that word father there is a, a masculine gender, amen? You know, it shouldn't be a difficult thing for us to accept or believe, but in today's society, it's in, we live in an insane society, right? Where people are, don't know if they're a boy or a girl, and, and they think if you're a boy, you can become a girl. Well, that's not really possible. I mean, it, you know, it doesn't matter how much you want to, it's just not possible, amen? We used to help people like that and say, well, you need, you need some mental assistance there to get your mind renewed. We used to help people. Now we approve of their mental illness and say that they're perfectly fine. And when they're not perfectly fine, they've got real problems, amen? If you wake up one day and you think you're a dog or a cat, you know, there's no difference, amen? It's literally no difference. Uh, well, I, in fact, I was reading something just the other day. Someone said, well, I identify as a Christian. You don't identify as a, you are a Christian or you're not a Christian. You can't, you know, when you stand before the Lord and, and the Lord says, did you accept me? Well, Lord, I never accepted you, but I identify as, as a Christian, that, you think that's going to fly with the Lord? That's not, it's not going to work, amen? You can identify as anything. And I'm, I'm, I'm not, listen, the, the, church's re, the church's response should be one of compassion because these people have been lied to. They've been lied to that you can change their gender and they believe the lie. It's not their, those people that we should be upset at. It's the people who are telling them the lies, amen? You can just be whatever you want to. Well, you're a liar and you are harming individuals and causing them great mental anguish for years, decades sometimes, that you can change your gender just at a, at a whim. Amen? We should have compassion on people who believe the lie, and, and our angst should be reserved for the people that are telling them the lies. Amen? Uh, and, the, and all the teachers that are in schools that are, that are telling these children these lies, every one of them should be arrested and thrown away, thrown in a, a dark hole somewhere for lying to it, because they will abuse these children. That is abuse. Amen? Uh, and and uh, I don't know why we're talking about all that, but, uh, but G- uh, he said, our father. That's how, why we're talking about that, amen? He's your father. He's not your mother. He is your father, amen? And he doesn't change genders. He made two genders. That's only two genders he made. He's not going to make any more genders. That's the only two that he'll ever make, amen? If you don't understand that, go to the plumbing department at Lowe's, and you can, there's male parts and there's female parts. You can't go down and decide, well, you know, this pipe identifies as a female today. It's not going to work, amen? It won't pass code, amen? Uh, and so that's not, it's not even that hard to understand. Uh, I mean, it's just, it, it, to me, it's like, how do we get here when people will believe such a lie? I mean, you think, you know, people have been lied to as long as there's been people, amen? You know, some, some things you think, well, you know, uh, I mean, there's certain lies you go, well, okay, I can understand why they, why they can believe that particular lie. I mean, you shouldn't believe any lie, but, you know, I can understand how, you know, it's, it's on the edge. That's not on the edge. If you're a boy and girl and you lied that you can be the other, other one, that's not, that's, not on, that's, not, that's not even hard, amen? Uh, anyway, it's a, uh, I just, uh, uh, we, we need the, our country needs a lot of prayer, amen? There just, there's so much aggressive uh, sin trying to, uh, all of a sudden they want our children, right? I mean, they're so, so actively trying to, because they, they know that sane adults typically won't fall for such a lie. I mean, you know, if, if someone came up to me and said, you know, you're a girl, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard, you know. And I would look at them and say, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard, amen. But if you tell a six-year-old, they go, oh, okay, okay, I'm a girl today. And they'll switch genders, you know, uh, and, and play act. But, you know, your kid, they, they were, once your kid, when they were a child, weren't they a dog or a cat once or twice, right? You don't, you don't well, it's okay, honey, you can be a dog, you know. Uh, you go sleep outside, right, and eat in a bowl. Uh, and so we don't do that. We don't, uh, anyway, it's uh, we need lots of prayer, amen? So, but Jesus said here in John 16, 
he said in, in verse 23, in, in that day, so he's talking about the context of him going to the cross and dying, and then, uh, but in that day after the resurrection, you shall ask me nothing. So while they're on the earth, they, were asked, they would ask Jesus questions. They would ask Jesus for you know, help and assistance and stuff. He said, there's going to come a time when you're not going to ask me anything. So is it okay to, for today to pray to Jesus and ask him for things? He said, on that day, you should ask me nothing, right? So we shouldn't be praying to Jesus, amen? Now, you can fellowship with Jesus. There is a fellowship with the Lord that you can talk to him and, and fellowship with him and fellowship with the Holy Spirit. But if you need something done in your life, you go to the Father, our Father which art in heaven, amen? He said, ask me nothing. Verily, I say unto you, whatsoever you shall ask the Father in my name, he will give it to you, amen? So Jesus didn't mention about his name in, in Matthew 6, amen? So Matthew 6 is not entirely for us today that prayer, because he doesn't mention in his name, because he said, I'm on the earth right now, you can talk to me directly, but when the, when the time comes and I'm not here, you go to the Father, but you go to the Father, not in your name, like, Lord, I, I deserve to come to you, because the Father would be like, who are you, right? What are you doing here? Uh, if you come to him and say, G, G, uh, Father, I've come to you in Jesus' name, uh, what would you like? How can I help you today? Amen? That's called being a name dropper. And it's perfectly fine when you go to the Father. I mean, you ever dropped a name? Oh, I know so-and-so. Oh, okay, well, if you know them, then you can come on in, right? Uh, and so uh, we can be a name dropper to the Father. Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus, right? In my name, I come to you in, in the name of Jesus. Because what you're saying is, Lord, I'm unworthy to come to you in and of myself. There's nothing in me that, that, that qualifies me to stand before your great presence and make a request of you, but the, the Lord Jesus has. He's died and shed blood and made me clean and caused me to be adopted into your kingdom as your child. And so I come to you in his name and what, what he has done for me. And I have requests and petitions to make of you and I need them to be answered according to your word. And they said, what would you like? Speak on. Amen. And, and so that, that's the correct prayer today. Amen. Not to, the, not to Jesus, not to the Holy Spirit, not to Mother Mary or any of the saints that have gone before us only to the Father in the name of Jesus because of what he's done for us, amen? Uh, and so, that, and that should not be controversial. I mean, it's what, and then what Jesus said, he's talking in both the cases there. This is not controversial, and yet there is there controversy in the church today about who we pray to? There is. People just, well, you just pray to whoever you want to, right? I pray to my uncle, you know, and you can't pray to your uncle. Uh, what's he going to do about it if he heard it, if he heard your prayers anyway? I mean, is he a deity? Amen. People, and people, you know, there's a whole group of people that think they could pray to Mother Mary because they think, well, you know, uh, we can pray to Mary because she is the mother of Jesus and she can get in good with us. That's the whole, that's the whole concept. Well, you think that she's got greater pull than Jesus does? We're going to go to the Father in Jesus' name or go to the Father in Mary's name? I mean, did Mary, was she the spotless lamb of God? Did she die for us? I'm not mad at anybody, but, you know, again, if somebody tells you that and you go to the Word and go, well, that's not what the Word says, you should reject it. But people don't reject it. I don't, I, you know, uh, if you can't live your life where the Word of God is the absolute foundation of all that you believe, if what you believe is based only upon what people tell you, you, you are in big trouble. Amen? If you believe what people tell you, I believe nothing anybody tells me. If I can't confirm it in the Word of God, it doesn't matter if it's Kenneth Hagin or Randall Greer or any of my friends or my pastors, anybody. I, I've always been a person that, look, if I can't find out where it says in the Word that, that what you just said is so, it, it's meaningless to me. It doesn't carry any weight in my life. And I've heard lots, haven't we, haven't we all heard people just get up in the pulpit just make up stuff along the way? Just make, it's like, you just made that up. You didn't get that from anywhere. You just made that up. 
and, but people do it all the time. If we get under pressure, you know, we see something in the Word and go, well, that's, you know, I can't believe that, so I'm going to say something different. We, well, you know, we do that all the time. People do it all the time because they're, they're so under pressure to not believe the Word that if something comes along in the Word that contradicts what they believed, they will stick with what they believe. Amen? Uh, and, and, you know, just uh, uh, the example I love to pull on, uh, on folks is the doctrine of pleading the blood. Anybody ever pled the blood? Got to plead the blood, right? Uh, well, what book, chapter, verse do we have for that? Is there any verse anywhere in the Bible that says plead the blood of Jesus in the, in the circumstance? You know, typically it's prayed for, we plead the blood for protection, right? Plead the blood over them, you know, for protection. Uh, you got any Bible for that? We can wait awkwardly here for a few minutes, you know, see if anybody, the answer is no. There's no New Testament doctrine for pleading the blood in any circumstance, none. Our authority resides in the name of Jesus, you know. It was, it was his name through faith in his name that made the man whole in Acts chapter 3, not the blood of Jesus, amen? The blood of Jesus causes our sins to be washed, amen? We, thankful, we are thankful for the blood of Jesus. It's accurate doctrine for that, right? We were made clean by his blood. Our sins were paid for by the blood of Jesus. But pleading the blood for the concept of protection, and, and pe people do a lot of times in, in uh, context of deliverance, right, with the devil. He said, in my name they shall what? cast out devils. He didn't say, by my blood they shall cast out devils. He said, in my name they shall cast out devils. So when people say, I'm going to plead the blood, you know, they, uh, they, they got demonic activity in life. Plead the blood over them. And the devil's like, please. Because the blood was never given to cast the devil out. The name of Jesus was given to cast the devil out. Amen? The blood of Jesus cleanses you to be qualified than to use the name of Jesus, of course. But you use the name of Jesus to cast the devil out. So pleading the blood to cast the devil out is... I mean, there's no Bible for it. Uh, now, look, you come up with it. You give me a New Testament verse, amen, that says you can do it. I'll be glad to come up here next Sunday. But, you know, I have read the New Testament many times and, and have yet to see any doctrine like that. No, there's no examples in the book of Acts where that was done, amen. No, no scriptures and epistles where that's talked about, amen. And yet people will hang on to that one. I mean, they love that one. I mean, that, that's like a golden calf, right? I mean, that, that, you kick that one over and they get mad at you, right? And I have kicked it over many times, and I've stirred up a few bee, bees' nests on occasion. And one person just looked at me and said, well, I'm doing it anyway. Well, I don't care, you know, do it anyway. It's not going to do you any good, but, you know, uh, Jesus is like, why are you doing that, you know? Uh, he's up in heaven going, did anybody say that it's okay to use my blood in that context? Anybody? Anybody? Was it you? It gave it? No, it wasn't me, Lord, you know. Who came up with that? Well, you know, I mean, usually the verse they pull out of is Old Testament, you know, the Passover where they put the blood on the, on the lintels there. But that's the type of Jesus, right? It's, it, Jesus has done his work, amen? And that's Old Covenant anyway. Uh, we don't pull doctrine only out of the Old Covenant. Every doctrine we believe has to be founded primarily on the New Testament, amen? We can get some insight from the Old Testament, but it has to be based upon uh, the, the, uh, the, the New Testament. Anybody mad at me? I'm not mad at me. I'm, I'm feeling pretty good, you know, and so... Uh, so, uh, in my name, amen, we pray in his name. We pray to the Father in the name of Jesus because of what he's done for us. That's why we pray in the name of Jesus, amen? Not because we don't go in our good works. We don't go, uh, you know, a lot of people go to the Lord uh, and they'll say things, well, Lord, you know, uh, I, I need this uh, in my life. I've, I've, I've been good. I've gone to church for, you know, three weeks in a row and, and I've prayed, you know, at least once, like, you know, over breakfast and nobody was even looking and, and I need something. Well, you're going in your own name. I mean, you're going in your own good works. Don't ever go to the Lord in your own good works. 
Don't ever go to the Lord, 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 you owe me. I've, been, I've done all these things. I'm, I'm so wonderful. Lord, I can't hardly even stand myself sometimes. Uh, you, know, you, you can't earn your way to heaven. You can't earn your way even to the, the throne of God to obtain something. Just be humble and say, Lord, I'm, I'm, I'm of no value to you, Lord. But in the name of Jesus, I come to you because of what he's done for me. The Lord will give you audience. He will listen to what you say. If you come in your own good works, he will yawn. He's not impressed with us, amen? And it's not that he doesn't like us. He wants us to come. Didn't he say come to boldly to the throne of grace? He wants us to come. But you've got to go in the right attitude, in the right, con- the right understanding of why are you even allowed to have audience with the great king of all the universe? You can go to his very presence and ask him for things, uh, not because of any uh, good works that you've done. Amen. In fact, he told us in Luke 17 to say that we are unprofitable servants. We're only done what we've told, been told to do. Amen. Uh, and, and, and I mean, that's the attitude we're supposed to have, right? I mean, you know, we, we do things and we, we, uh, it's not that we're of no value to the Lord. He needs us to do things on the earth. That's why we're here. Amen. Uh, and so, but the, we need to come with the right attitude. Amen. So we come to the Lord uh, in, uh, in the name of Jesus. And if you'll do this, see, a person of faith can go, Lord, Lord, I'm, I'm worthless in and of myself. But I'm still going to come to you because you said I could by the name of Jesus. See, that's a person of faith. Amen. Uh, you know, don't ever grovel, Lord, I'm so unworthy, you know. Well, he's made you worthy. Yes. Amen. Just go understanding that, yes, in and of ourselves, we are unworthy. But the blood of Jesus and the name of Jesus has allowed me to become worthy to stand in your presence. Amen. Don't leave yourself of, uh, in, a pers- in a state that you are of no use and no value to the Lord. That's, a, that's an untrue statement. Amen. You have to just understand that you have not earned your position. Amen. It is a gift that has been given to you. Amen. Your position to stand before the Lord is a gift that's given to you and paid for by the blood of Jesus. Uh, and, and that, con- see, that's a person of faith. Lord, I, I, have no, I have no right to be in front of you, but I am here in front of you because of what Jesus has done. And I come to you humbly and ask you for these things that I have need of in my life uh, because of what the Lord Jesus has done. And that, that's, a, that's a normal, healthy faith relationship with the Father. Amen? This groveling and begging, oh, please, Lord, please, Lord, you know. Uh, the Lord, he, he never says, if, if you uh, sound bad enough, I will help you. Amen? If you complain loud enough, I will help you. If you tell me how hard your life is enough times, I will be glad to help you. He never said that. He said, come boldly to the throne of grace. Amen? Amen. You don't grovel and beg to the Lord because what you're trying to do is you're trying to manipulate the Lord to move on behalf of your emotions. Lord, my life is so hard, you have to help me. So he has to help you because of your life or does he have to help you because he said he would because of the name of Jesus? See, a person of faith will go, Lord, you know, there's nothing I've done to earn this. But I'm here because you, you said in your word, here's how I come to you. And, you know, my kids would come oftentimes when they were, you know, small and, and start begging, Dad, please, 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 Dad, we want this, we want this, please, 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 please. And I just, we don't beg. I said, be quiet, we don't beg. If you want something, you ask. You don't beg. Because begging says, Lord, uh, I don't want to come in faith believing that you said I could get what I need. Uh, so I, can't, I don't have faith for that. But if I can manipulate you and and make you feel bad for me, then I think I can get you to move. Have you ever met the Lord Jesus or the Father ever? He's not moved by our emotions, amen? He's not moved by your situation. He sees all of them, amen? And he's prescribed to us how he wants us to approach him. By faith, 
with the boldness uh, that the Lord Jesus has paid for our sins and made us worthy to be children of the Most High God, uh, and he will, he will be glad to hear your requests. Yes. Speak on. Amen? Right. Uh, if, if you try to do it any other way, remember what, he, what we read there in 1 John? This is the confidence that we have that if we ask anything, ask anything according to his will, he hears us. So if you come begging, he, uh, he doesn't even hear you. He just said, blah, 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 blah. He's like, is somebody making a noise? I, I hear something, but, I, you know, is somebody saying something? He's not hearing it. He's not hearing your begs and your, your cries. And, and I know sometimes in the context of praise and worship and talking, Lord, you know, there, there can be that attitude of, 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 of just the overwhelming emotions of who the Lord is. And, you know, that, that's, so we're not saying you should never ever have any emotions with the Father, but we should never use our emotions to manipulate him, amen? It doesn't work. It's, it's, not, it's not going to work because there's no Bible that says uh, come to him in the name of Jesus, but if you can't do that, if you just beg a little, you know, he, he'll be glad to listen to you. There's no, there's no verse like that, amen? Our faith can only be what, he, what he's told us that, he, that we can do in the word, amen? Uh, and so, so notice that, that the, the very first word there, uh, go back to uh, Matthew chapter 6 then, Verse 9, after this manner, therefore, pray you, our Father. So the very first word there is our. So it's not my, right? It's our. Uh, and, and so there, there is a concept of united prayer, right, where we pray together, our Father, right? It, it's a community prayer. It's not just a singular prayer that an individual makes. Uh, and I think the quote that I was trying to mention earlier from John Wesley was where, where he said in his journal that the Bible knows nothing of solitary, Christ, or solitary religion. The Bible knows nothing of solitary religion. Amen? Uh, we, we need each other. And where he says, our Father, uh, we need on occasion, you know, the, the, there's nothing wrong with having individual prayers, right? Jesus prayed individually many times, uh, but there is a valid and a helpful concept of united prayer, right? Where we come together and, and we say together, our Father, amen? Not my Father, our Father. Uh, and so it's helpful to know, uh, in fact, Really, uh, let's turn to, to um, the book of Acts, chapter 1. We'll start there in, in chapter 1. We'll just look at a, a couple examples of united prayer of when people came together to pray. Our Father, not just my Father, but our Father. And so there are things, uh, in fact, some of the greatest moves of God only occurred because people came together to pray. And, you know, it, it's, sometimes people have a hard time, you know, oh, it's just prayer meeting. I mean, it's just prayer meeting. Great things happen when uh, people come together to pray, amen? Uh, and, and you should never think of prayer, especially a prayer meeting, uh, as a, a small thing. It's a big thing, amen? Uh, here in Acts chapter 1, it says in verse 14, and they all continued with one accord in prayer. They all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication with, with the women, amen? And Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brethren. Uh, well, women shouldn't pray. Well, women were praying then, right? Uh, I mean, you know, sometimes people give women a hard time. Uh, in chapter 2, very first verse there, it says, And when the, when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And so what were they doing? They, they were continuing in prayer. Amen? All one accord. Uh, and, you, you know, one of the be best ways for a church to be uh, in one accord, in unity, is to come together and pray. Amen? A lot of the strife that goes on in churches would just dissolve if people would just come together and pray, amen? Not praying to get strife out, but just pray, amen? Just pray. Uh, spend time in prayer to the Lord. Then, of course, right after this, the Pentecost fell, amen? 
Uh, and then uh, we'll look at just one more example here, or another example in Acts chapter 4. In Acts chapter 4, after they had, um, <clears throat> after Peter and John had been arrested or, or accosted by the leadership uh, and told, you know, quit speaking in the name of Jesus, <laughs> Peter's like, yeah, right, we'll get right on that. Uh, but it says in verse 23, and being let go, they went to their own company. Well, that's a good statement right there. Do you have your own company? Amen. You know, I was talking to a fellow one time. He knew I was a pastor, so he got under pressure. And I don't, you know, I don't put people under pressure, but sometimes just knowing that you're a Christian, you know, knowing that you're a pastor, people get under pressure, right? Uh, well, you know, I go, I go to church. I go to church. Because yeah, he was afraid I was going to invite him to my church, right? And then he would know that if he didn't come, that he was backslidden or whatever. And I said, oh, I, yeah, I know that church. What's your pastor's name? Uh, 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 I mean, you don't know your pastor's name. It's not like, I mean, like you like have like 18 pastors in the church or something. You don't know all their names yet or something. You don't know the one guy's name. I mean, you know, uh, I'm not going to ask all of you all to spell my last name, right? Uh, do you, can you spell your pastor's last name? Okay, that's, that's, see, that's really when you're in. Right? If you can spell my last name, okay, you're in, right? Uh, uh, and then we'll take it one, you know, one step before that is if you can pronounce my last name, right? Because people are like, uh, he's Pastor Chip. What's his last name? It's Chip. What, what was that? It was Chip. What did you say? You're mumbling, right? Well, that's okay to mumble if you can't pronounce my last name. It's all right. You know, I mean, people still have a hard time. Usually when, whenever I was in school, it was, it was uh, you know, like Bob Anderson, you know, Smith Baker, and then it'd be like, okay, that's me. If there was ever a pause, it was always me because they'd be looking, I don't know, I got nothing. I look at that last night, it's not nothing, right? Now when you're in New Hampshire, it's pretty easy because they're close to Canada. They can uh, uh, pronounce French names, right? So it's okay. But at least if you, at least you know I'm Pastor Chip, amen? I mean, it, uh, I don't know, you know. It's like, well, his name is Steve, right? And even to this day, his name is Steve. And, and so I won't tell you his last name. But um, So they had their own company. You've got your own company, amen? Yeah, I've heard people say, well, yeah, they said they go to your church. I've never seen them there. I mean, they have to, I've heard people tell me, they said they go to your church. My church, right? I mean, you know, if we had 8,000 people, it'd be like, well, maybe they come, I just don't know, right? We don't have 8,000 people. I kind of know who go to church, who goes to church here, right? Uh, and so, yeah, I go to church there. That, not that I know of. <laughs> Maybe they're in a, Jared, anybody hiding in a sound booth up there I don't know about? You know, no, there's nobody in the sound booth, right? Maybe they're in the nursery listening to it. I'm, you know, or maybe they're just, uh, maybe they're saying, okay, you're just a live stream uh, church member, right? You know, you can't, it's okay to live stream, but you know, you can't be a full church member just only live streaming, amen? Not mad at anybody, just, you know, because uh, they went to their own company, amen? Reported all the chief priests had said. And it says, and when they heard, when they heard what, what Peter and John said, they lifted up their voice to God with one accord and said, uh, and then they start praying. And I love this prayer, right? This is the prayer of the, the, our Father, right? Coming together to pray, not just individuals, but they came together in the church and their company to pray. And they said with one accord, Lord, thou art God, which hath made heaven and earth and the sea and all that is in them. Uh, who by the mouth of thy servant David said, why did the heathen rage and the people imagine vain things? I mean, you could, we could just go off on that right there, what we talked about earlier about the people and all the crazy transgender stuff. Is that not imagining vain things? I mean, that is imagination of the vainest thing I've ever heard, right? It's crazy talk. Uh, and so the kings of the earth stood up and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his Christ. Uh, for of a truth against the holy child Jesus, whom thou hast anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate and Gentiles and people of Israel were gathered together for, to do whatsoever thy hand 
and thy counsel determined before it to be done. Notice that they, they didn't say Jesus was just a victim of all these people. He said, all these people did what you planned for them to do, Lord. Uh, and so they, they even have really good doctrine in their prayers, amen? A lot of people say, Lord, if it's your will, we've got bad doctrine. You know, don't pray bad doctrine. Pray good doctrine, amen? Lord, everything's un, uh, everything that we allow you to have in our life under control is under your control, amen? Uh, and so, and, he said, and now, Lord, behold their threatenings. You reckon the Lord didn't know that they were being threatened? He does. It's okay to, to tell the Lord things that is obvious, you know, Captain Obvious Statements. Didn't he say to ask, you know, your father knows what you have need of, but still ask? Lord, you may not know I need, I need this thing. The Lord said, really? I didn't know that. When that happened? The Lord's never that way, but he still wants us to ask, right? He said, Lord, behold their threatenings. Now, this is, the, this is the only, this one line right here is the only point where they even mention their issue. Amen. The rest of it is just worshiping the Lord. You're great and mighty and all these things. You know, they think they've got ahead of you, but, you know, you're in charge of all these things, Lord, that your will being done. Uh, behold their threatenings. And grant unto thy servants that with all boldness they may speak thy word. They're, they are going on the offensive. Oh, yeah. oh, Lord, help us. It's so hard being a Christian. Did they, did they even say that at all? They said, Lord, they're threatening. Uh, let, let's step up our, our game here. Right? Let's go on the offense. Uh, and grant unto thy servants that with all boldness we may speak thy word. Because they were just told not to speak in the name of Jesus. They said, we're going to do it, Lord, but we, uh, uh, we would like even more boldness. Because they had pretty good boldness, right? We would like more boldness, amen, to speak your word. And, and, and here's how we're really going to put the icing on the cake, Lord. By stretching forth thine hand to heal, and that signs and wonders may be done by the name of thy holy G child Jesus. They were, they were praying for miracles. Lord, we want miracles. They want to speak against us. Let's just, let's just counteract their saying bad things against us with a few miracles, right? Uh, uh, by stretching forth thy hand to heal and at signs and wonders. See, they got, it, they got it all covered. Healings and signs and wonders. Signs and wonders would include raising the dead. Amen? Walking on water. Amazing things. And this was their prayer, the united prayer. They came, our Father. Lord, we want these things to happen. We fear no man. Amen. We fear no government. Uh, anytime people get afraid of the government, have you met the Lord? Jesus created the world. Amen. The whole universe. We should fear no man. Amen. Or they're going to come against you. Excuse me while I yawn. Right? I mean, just yawn. It's not even, not even worthy to be nervous about it, concerned about it, you know. Uh, uh, Lord, behold their threatenings. Lord, they said they're going to come shut the church down uh, if, if we don't do right. Lord, you hear that? Let, let, can we raise somebody from the dead, Lord, just show them that who's, who's boss around here? They know what they're praying? Lord, that signs and wonders be done by the name of thy holy child Jesus. Amen? No fear. No fear, no concern about uh, those in authority. We should never fear those in authority. Amen? Even if they're evil people, we shouldn't fear them. Amen? And for the most part, we don't have evil. We've got a lot of stupid people. We don't have a lot of, a lot of evil people, you know. I'm sure there are some, but most of them just too dumb to get out of the rain. Uh, and so, well, what was the result of their united prayer? It says there in verse 31, And when they prayed, the place was shaken, where they were assembled together. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and spake the word of God with boldness. Now, they were already filled in Acts chapter 2. But, you know, we know from Acts, uh, Ephesians chapter 5 that the filling of the, of the Spirit is a continuous 
process with the child of God. Amen? It's a continuous process that we should stay, stay filled all the time. Amen? With, with the Spirit of God. Now, and, and the place was shaken. Now, now there was, you know, we're not going to go back and read it, but back in Second Chronicles, when they, in chapter 7, where they, where they uh, were dedicating the temple, they came together to dedicate the temple, and the temple was shaken. The only time we ever see uh, buildings shaken like this is when the people gathered together in unison to pray. Amen? We see this, we don't see this ever with anybody praying as an individual. The only time we see major physical manifestations of the Spirit of God in rumblings, right? is when people to gather together and pray to the Lord in faith. Amen? Uh, and so this, this was a, a, a spectacular prayer. And, of course, uh, it goes on, on down um, in, in um, uh, let's see, in verse, well, in verse 32, it says, And the multitude of them that believed were of one heart, one soul. Neither said any of them that ought of the things which he possessed, which was his own, but they all had all things in common. And with great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. Uh, and, it, and so that power there is a supernatural miracle work and power of God. Well, why was the supernatural miracle work and power of God uh, uh, in demonstration by the apostles? Because of this prayer in chapter 4, right? This prayer in, in uh, uh, a few verses ahead of where we are right now. They prayed, oh, Lord, we want to see great signs and wonders. And the Lord used them to have great signs and wonders. Amen. Uh, and so there, there is great power in united prayer. Amen. There's great power when the people of God come together and pray in a united way. Lord, this is what we need. Amen? This is not a prayer that an individual will do. You, an individual will not get God to move like this. We see no examples where this type of move w- occurred because a single person prayed. Amen? We see these types of major moves of God when people come together to pray in unison. Uh, and, and why that is? Well, you know, there's just something about... Uh, a united prayer that move, moves the Lord. And when we come together in faith in a united way, there's something about that that the Lord, you know, uh, that it moves him, right? We know about the, uh, the, there's several types of prayers, about eight types of prayers mentioned in the Word of God. Uh, and it, one of them is uh, the prayer of agreement, where just two people can come together. But even when two people come together, the, the Lord said, ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. So if two people can gather together, and the Lord should ask what you will say, but what about 200 people come together? Or 20 people come together? You know, or a dozen people? Mm-hmm. Eight and a half people, right? Whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, if multiple people come together, there's something about that the Lord just really, it just really moves him when we come together in one accord. Amen? Uh, and, you know, uh, oftentimes when we pray uh, here in our prayer service, uh, we are often praying, you know, of course we pray as the Spirit leads us, but one of the common prayers that we pray in our prayer service is we want this ministry to fulfill everything that God wants it to do. And that would include uh, moves of the Holy Ghost. People are healed, signs, wonders, diverse miracles, gifts of the Holy Ghost, or manifestation operation in our ministry. Amen. That's what they prayed right there, Lord. Behold their threatenings. And grant that other service with all boldness that will speak your word. And that signs and wonders will be done by the name of thy holy child Jesus. They prayed that, amen, and saw amazing results. And uh, my heart's desire is that we continue to gather together as a, as a church body and pray in the same way. Because that's always been the, prescri- the prescription that the head of the church has given to us. Amen? Uh, and so, uh, <clears throat> let's go back to uh, Matthew chapter 6 then. So, we still haven't made it past the first uh, verse there of the Lord's <laughs> Prayer, uh, but that's okay. Amen? Uh, After this manner, therefore pray, our Father which art in heaven. 
So uh, where does the Father reside? Heaven. Resides in heaven. Where does the Lord Jesus reside? In heaven, right? Where does the Holy Spirit reside? Uh, in us, amen? Uh, and, and we need to understand that, amen? Uh, and, and that's why uh, uh, that it's really important, of course, this is uh, talking about prayer here, but um, um, we may have to do some more teaching on the Spirit of God at some point in time, but it's really important. In fact, we did a, a teaching on the present-day ministry of the Holy Spirit. What is he doing today? What's, what's his primary job today, amen, in the church? Uh, and, uh, in fact, we went through uh, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. What's their present-day work, right? Uh, we can look at it historically, but part of Jesus' historical work was to be on the earth for a period of time, but he's not on the earth anymore, amen? So what's he doing right now? Uh, and the Bible's got lots of good information about that, amen? The, the most valuable one for us as, as individually as Christians, on a, after we become Christians, of course, is the ministry of the Holy Spirit, uh, because he lives on the inside of you. The Father doesn't live inside of you. you know, he, he's in heaven. Jesus doesn't live inside of you. I know the Bible talks about him coming and, and, and uh, having supper with you, but, you know, uh, and that's fine in teaching in that context there. But uh, as far as the Word of God goes and, and sound doctrine, the Spirit of God is, what, is who lives on the inside of you today. Amen? Uh, and so, uh, so he's in heaven. And then, um, uh, well, we'll have to stop there because the, the last part of that verse is, Hallowed be thy name. You know, it's, uh, we won't go into all the details, but it, it's good form in prayer and a good act of faith to start out in worshiping the Lord before you start your list of things you need. Right. Amen. Does Jesus list some things that he needs in this verse? He does, right? He talks about your bread and, and prayer and forgiveness, those. And those, those are all great. Nope, nothing wrong with that. But it's really a good act of faith to start out with, Lord, you're amazing. Mm -hmm. Right? You're, and of course, the word, we don't, uh, when was the last time you used hallowed, you know, in a, in a, in a sentence, right? Uh, it just means to highly honor him, right? To treat him as holy, to, that he's sacred. Uh, you're just saying that he's, he's, uh, that he's worthy of us to worship him, amen? And it's good to spend, uh, for me, uh, uh, generally speaking, when I go to the Lord, I always talk first about how amazing he is, how big he is, how wonderful and kind he is. Before I ever get around to, and by the way, Lord, I need these things, amen? Uh, you, you don't have to not do, because some people say, well, you shouldn't, don't bother the Lord with your requests. Mm -hmm. Well, then you're in rebellion because he literally told you to come to the Lord uh, with your requests. Amen. Let your requests be made known unto God. Didn't he tell us that in Philippians chapter 4? Let your requests be made known unto God. Right. Well, I don't, you know, I'm not going to bother him. Well, then you're in rebellion. He told you to. Yeah. Well, I'm not doing it. Well, then stay in rebellion. I mean, last time I checked, rebellion is as is, is a sin of what? Witchcraft, right? So just put a big hat on, right? Fly around your broom. I'm, a, I'm doing what I want to do. Okay, fine. Do what you want to do, you know. I'm going to be a humble servant, Lord. If he says to ask, well, then, Lord, here's my list. Amen? Uh, and so, so we'll talk a little bit more about that because uh, uh, telling the Lord how wonderful he is is the, is the prayer uh, of uh, praise and worship. And so Jesus actually mentioned several of the types of prayers in this one prayer. He doesn't cover all of them, but he covers several of them in this one prayer. Amen? And that's, that's not uncommon. Oftentimes when you pray, you do go from one type of prayer to another type of prayer to another type of prayer, and that's, that's fine. And so, but it is helpful to understand the types of prayers and how and when and why you'd pray those types of prayers. And so uh, we'll, we'll talk about those just like we talked about united prayer. There are certain things that can only occur when the church comes together as a unified body to pray. Amen. There, there are things that may never get done until that occurs. Amen. Some moves of God may never occur because the church never got together and prayed, amen? 
Uh, and so, uh, so I would encourage you, you know, that, that's a good, uh, that, that's a good uh, sales pitch for come to prayer meeting, amen? We do it once a month on Fridays, on a Friday at 7 p.m. Come, you know, if you're not here, we, we won't talk bad about you. We might think bad about you, but we won't ever talk bad about you because, you know, that would be unkind, right? Uh, but, um, no, it, uh, we just open it up, you know, I know it's a Friday night, you know, people may have other things to do, but um, we do like to gather together to pray as a, as a body, amen? Uh, and so we'll continue on with the, uh, with the Lord's Prayer because there, there's, there's uh, especially some things toward the end that we need to look at that have significantly changed that we need to not really incorporate that, that uh, type of prayer in our prayer life today after the cross, amen? And so we want to make sure that uh, uh, we don't use the Lord's Prayer as an exact model of things and how we're supposed to pray today, amen? Let's learn the things we can learn from it. It's great to worship the Lord, amen? So that's, to, that's value, valuable today, that's valid today. Uh, but other things, you know, we're gonna, there's a couple things we just leave aside, amen? And not heresy, it's just, you know, we'll see what the Word says, amen? We'll, we'll go with the Word, amen? Uh, we shouldn't build up uh, things, well, you can't, you can't say that against the Lord's Prayer. It's, you know, it's just the Word. Let's just study the Word, amen? People build up uh, all kinds of uh, things that they ought not build up, amen? Golden calf for things that don't even exist, uh, and so uh, we're going to receive a communion, communion today. It's the first Sunday of the month. And so our tradition is, is to receive communion. Amen. And uh, so, Jared, if you'll come ahead and prepare for that. <clears throat> there's, a lot of, uh, there's a lot of good um, uh, scripture on uh, communion. Uh, but uh, uh, one good one is in 1 Corinthians chapter 11. While Jared is doing that, I'll, I'll read some verses here. <clears throat> he says here in, um, um, <clears throat> well, I mean, you could read the whole chapter, it's about right. Um, let's start in verse 27. It says, wherefore, uh, this is in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, wherefore, whoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the, of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. Uh, and so <clears throat> when he's talking about uh, unworthily, he's talking about in the manner that you eat it, right? So we should come to the, to, uh, this is called the Lord's Supper. Uh, and, um, or if you're in, in Tennessee, it's the Lord's Dinner, right? Is that right? Supper and dinner. I, uh, so I don't know what, where it is in Tennessee, but um, it, it, he didn't call it the Lord's Supper. Just what, that's what we call it, right? Uh, but you need to approach it with, in, a, in a standpoint of this is an awesome thing, amen? Uh, and the, the reason why, because in, the, in Corinth, Paul had to correct the church that they would come together, and as soon as somebody brought other bread, they're like, man, I'm starving. I, you know, I want to eat, and I'm so hungry. And the point of this, of this, of this uh, uh, the Lord's Supper that we're doing is not to uh, replace lunch, Right? It's not here to sustain you. If this little cracker could sustain you, then you know, you're an amazing person, right? Uh, but we're not here, it's not to eat and to, to obtain food and sustenance to, to go out and work and plow the North 40, amen? This is here, we gathered together in this moment to remind ourselves what the Lord has done. And so, and that's what Paul was telling the, the, the Church of Corinth is, the manner that you're eating this, you know, you're eating this to, to now get enough uh, energy to go out and work the, the land that's not the purpose of this. The purpose is to remind ourselves what the Lord has done for us. Amen. Uh, and of course, nowadays, when we have the tiny little cracker, nobody's going, you know, can I have seconds? I mean, nobody's doing that, right? And so fortunately, we're, we don't really have an issue with that today. 
Uh, but he said, let a man examine himself. Amen? Notice it doesn't say, let a man examine his neighbor. Uh, let a man examine himself. And, and it's always good in, the Lord's, uh, in the, the, the Lord's Supper here to examine yourself, right? Uh, because we're talking about the bread, which represents the, the work done by his body in the area of, of healing uh, and removal of, removal of sickness and disease, but also the blood of the lamb, which is to wash away our sins. And, and that's when you're examining yourself, that's the primary way that you're examining yourself. Lord, is there anything that I need to, I need to uh, repent of and to, and to obtain forgiveness for? Amen. Because this, this, this juice represents his blood. He'll wash you, make you clean. But only if you've examined yourself and found yourself, you know, wanting. Amen. You know, some people say, you ever done anything wrong? Nope. Really? You've never done anything wrong? Nope. Like, would you like a list? I mean, you know, I'm sure people got lists. You, you know anybody that you know is perfect? I mean, other than me, I know. But, uh, you know, anybody that's perfect? Do you have a list? I mean, uh, I, I've been given, personally, I've been given lots of lists by people that, you know, uh, that, uh, they, they were not requested, but, you know, they <laughs> unsolicited, uh, unsolicited lists of things I've done wrong. Uh, I'm sure you have too, right? Uh, people tell you all the things you've done wrong. Well, it says, let a man examine himself. Amen. Lord, is there anything that I specifically need this blood for today to wash me clean from this blood? See, that's when you examine yourself. And, you know, it's not like he doesn't know, right? He already knows everything. Amen. So it's to your advantage. So, well, yeah, Lord, this one thing right here, you know, I fussed at my wife or child on the way to church, you know. Then I came in and raised my hand, told you how wonderful you were. Uh, well, that's probably a good time to examine yourself, amen? Uh, and so uh, let's examine ourselves. It's healthy and normal and, and appropriate and, and to your advantage to examine yourself. Uh, and so let them eat of that bread and drink of that cup. Uh, and so, he, uh, and so uh, he did talk about in verse 29 there, for he that eateth and drinketh unworthily eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. So uh, if you don't understand what the Lord Jesus has done for you, uh, right, by going to the cross, that's what he's talking about, examining uh, by discerning the Lord's body, uh, then, uh, you know, you're kind of stuck. Amen. And, and you know, he goes, no, we, we have to spend a lot of time, a lot more time than we have today to talk more about that. But there's really two, two ways that you discern the Lord's body. One is you understand what the Lord Jesus did for you on the cross, amen? That he came and died and shed blood on your behalf and allowed you to, to have your destiny set in, he in heaven because of his work. But the second part is, are, are we the body of Christ? We are the body of Christ. I am not the body of Christ. We are the body of Christ, amen? But you know, the body of Christ is that church down the road over there too, amen? The body of Christ is the Christians over there. You know, the body of Christ is even the Christians who don't go to church, you know, who are, are in direct rebellion to the Word of God. They're still the body of Christ, amen? Uh, and, and we need to appreciate that and not be running everybody down. And Well, our church is better than their church. Well, how would you know? I mean, are you going over there all the time? Uh, the, you know, uh, we don't need to cause uh, uh, factions within the church, amen? amen. Nobody is my enemy. Even people that don't believe in healing, they're not my enemy. People don't believe in the Spirit of God or speaking in tongues, they're not my enemy, amen? If they profess the Lord Jesus then they're the body of Christ, amen? We, we may have a disagreement on doctrinal issues, you know, and they could be wrong. Well, I mean, they are wrong, but you know, you know, even if they are wrong, I'm not mad at them, amen? They're the body of Christ, amen? We're all on the same side. We're all going to heaven. We're all trying to advance the kingdom of heaven, amen? Uh, and so, so be careful to, 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 to correctly, make sure that you're correctly discerning the Lord's body, amen? Do you profess the Lord Jesus as your Savior? Yep, that's all I gotta know, Amen? Everything else is gravy. Amen. 
Uh, and so let's pray and thank the Lord for, for uh, the Lord's Supper today. So Father, we do thank you for this bread. And Lord, we thank you according to your word that you, you said that by your stripes we were healed. So Father, we have a right and a privilege to live in divine health all the days of our life. Free from aches and pains, Father. Free from every sickness and disease, for every plague, Father, that comes into the world. Uh, regardless of if it's a pandemic, epidemic, uh, whatever, whatever the disease is, we have a right and a privilege because of your payment of the, of the cross and the punishments you receive even before the cross, Father, that we can live in divine health all the days of our life. We declare it to be so, Father. There's nothing in our physical bodies that we don't have a right and a privilege to overcome uh, and to remove if it's sickness and disease, Father. We have a right to have a perfectly healthy body all the days of our life. We declare that to be so according to your word, and we thank you for it, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. And Father, the precious blood of Jesus, who washes our sins, Father. And Lord, there are things that no doubt all of us have done. And Father, as we take time in our prayer life to, to come, and as you said in your word, to confess our sins, we know, Father, this blood will cause us, cause us to be made clean and be washed away from that sin and that unrighteousness. And so, Father, we just thank you for that, that we have the right to stand before you clean and worthy to call you Father, worthy to call you our God, because this blood, Father, has made us worthy. And so we thank you for that, Father. We give you the praise and the honor for it, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, is the Lord good? All the time. All the time, amen. We appreciate his goodness and kindness, amen. Um, and so uh, let's get ready to receive uh, the offering after Jared gets done with uh, picking up after all this here. We got a little ahead of ourselves there, didn't we, Jared? <laughs> Don't forget, in two weeks we'll have uh, Brother Randall Greer be here with us. Amen. Looking forward to seeing him uh, there, and uh, or say, see him here. And um, like I said, his conference is in Gatlinburg, um, and, um, and those are always good conferences. In fact, the Gatlinburg conference is probably the best uh, attended conference, and. Um, <clears throat> Uh, and so it's always good to see a lot of pastors, a lot of ministers go to those conferences there. And so um, he'll teach things there that he doesn't typically teach in a church, right? Because a church, you know, he's got to uh, come and help the church and impart into the church. But when he's there, you know, he's really examining things and discussing things that are helpful to the whole body of Christ. Amen. Uh, and so, all right, are we ready now, Jared? Sorry for getting out of order there. So um, has the Lord blessed us? Has it been good to us? to provide us means to, to obtain uh, the things that we need from a financial standpoint, even if he can bless that beyond that means entirely, I know. Uh, but he's been kind to us, amen? amen. Uh, and so it's such a blessing to give, amen? In fact, the Bible says it's more blessed to give than receive, which, you know, that sounds like an easy thing to say if you're standing on this side of the pulpit, right? But uh, it's still true, amen? Uh, we've been givers, I've been givers as long as I've been saved, Amen. When, when I got saved, they told me that I should give. And I was like, okay, well, that sounds good to me. Amen. I mean, the Lord's good and kind to us. Amen. So let's pray over our offering. We'll thank the Lord for the opportunity to give. So, Father, we thank you for the opportunity to give into your kingdom, Father. It's an honor to give a small portion of that which you've provided to us in our individual lives, Father, to give to you to advance your kingdom in the earth. And so, Father, with gladness of heart, we give into your kingdom. And, Father, we speak blessings over this offering. We thank you, Father, that it will cause this ministry to complete all that you've asked us to do, Father. 
that will give us the ability to go into all the world to preach the gospel and do other things that you've called us to do. And Father, we thank you that as we give faithfully according to your word that you said, Father, that with good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, shall men give it to our bosom. We thank you that your word is so, Father. And we thank you, Father, for this opportunity to give today in Jesus' name. Amen. We'll come ahead, Mr. Jared, and receive the offering. And um, um, I haven't checked, but, uh, um, you know, we've sold all those books. And so um, I think we've got another check for 5000 almost $6,000 of books that we've sold that, uh, that we've got a deposit this week. So um, we weren't trying to um, um, make a ton of money on the books, but it's okay that we make money on the books. Amen. Um, and so, in fact, what's that? Oh, yeah, we told you we needed a church computer, and uh, it's paid for now. In fact, it should be arriving here in a few days, and um, we're making progress on the, uh, uh, I don't know if that slide is up there, Jared, or not, for the, uh, the roof. I think we owe uh, $19,000. We're down to $19,000 on a roof. Uh, we'll get it paid off before uh, June. Amen. And um, the Lord's always been good to us financially. Amen. Uh, he's been good to us in every area, I know, but... Um, uh, we've never uh, had a lack for any finances in, in this ministry, amen, and we never will because uh, one thing we always give, amen, uh, usually our basic expenses either building funds if we're ma- doing major construction or it's uh, giving money away, amen, and so praise God, the Lord is good. So uh, be blessed. Don't forget we have healing school today at 3 o'clock and uh, you're dismissed.